0: So I'm super excited to have Amy Bao. She is, you know, this interview I've been looking forward to all week because she is the creator of At President Trumpy Cat, which is an amazing and hilarious, you know, series of um, Instagram photos that are beautiful and also funny. And it's a critique, you know, on our current president right now. And I'm so excited to have her on this podcast because she's the first artists, you know, on our show, legit art artists. And then, you know, she's made me laugh with her um, art so many times. So thank you so much, Amy, for coming. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, it's, it's such an honor to be here and to talk to you. And, you know, I was really happy to get your email. It's, it's always great to hear from people who, you know, follow Trumpy Cat and get a laugh out of him.
0: Yeah. So I am so dying to ask this question. How did you come up with the idea of President Trumpy Cat?
1: Um, I think the original seed was planted maybe even before he was elected. I think President Obama had made a comment about how he always looks really grumpy and like made a comparison or alluded to a comparison between Trump and grumpy cat. Um, So I think that kind of just sat in the back of my mind for a while. And then um, one day I was just, just like sitting on the bus and, you know, kind of thinking like, you know, he kind of, he kind of does look like, you know, like a Garfield-ish, like, cat, and he's orange, and, you know, you have this connection to, like, you know, this, like, always, like, unhappy-looking face, right, so it's like, uh, Trumpy Cat really was kind of this, this convergence of, you know, Trump, Garfield, and Grumpy Cat, um, and when I first started, it was, you know, like, just getting my friends to look at it, and, like, you know, having a laugh between us, and, um, at a certain point, you know, I just started getting followers and people telling me you know, how much fun it is and that kind of you know, kept the motivation going.
0: That's great. So can you tell us like, what was your first, um, first comic about?
1: Uh, the first one was just introducing the character and then um, I would say the first small handful, um, I guess originally I didn't intend for this comic to be so much of a commentary is it's just, like, it's cute and funny. So, you know, there was one making fun of his hair, and then, you know, he, he, like, lived in a house where, you know, like, Lady Liberty was the owner. And over time evolved just because of the content that was, like, constantly coming out, right, like, all the just all the ridiculousness that, you know, is happening. Um, I would say, like, over time has shifted more towards, um, like, a direct comment commentary on things that he is doing with policies and things like that.
0: It's fascinating because
1: um, your recent um, more comics
0: are definitely, you know, commentary. And I think I watch your comments, uh, comics more than the news. So (laughs) sometimes I was like, Oh, what's going on? That's great. So how long have you been
1: drawing this? Um, Just since February, I think that was, that was like the first post. Yeah. It was about a month after inauguration. That's
0: awesome, because I think now you have over 5000 followers. Mm -hmm. So that is like very, very awesome in terms of your audience as well. So okay, so I'm very excited to know about your story too, because I think it's quite unusual um, for somebody of our kind of like, I guess our backgrounds to go into um, the fields that we are in. So can you tell us more about you know, what was it like um, growing up for you?
1: Um, sure. So I, uh, I was actually born in China, and then I came to the US when I was six. And as a kid, you know, I think drawing and painting was just, you know, like, you know, every Asian kid had their thing. And um, usually it was like the piano or the violin or whatever. And for me, it was art. So I spent a lot of time just, you know, playing around with various mediums, and, you know, taking art classes here and there. And it was just it was just a lot of fun, so I did that up until I would say high school, and at one point thought about going to art school, and then ended up going to business school instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you know, took a little detour down um, a career in finance, which was fairly short-lived, as you know, I realized very quickly that you know my my heart is in doing something on the creative side of things. Um, and then you know, since then have really spent most of my time focused on photography. Um, And I would say more in recent, um, really in the past, maybe like year or two, um, kind of really gone back to my roots in terms of uh, illustration and like uh, more traditional mediums, like drawing, painting, watercolor, which is what Trumpy Cat is.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great story. So can you tell us, like, when you first came here, what were some of the feelings and experiences that you went through in this country?
1: Um, well, one, I was very, very young. So I think for me, you know, being at that age, I actually adapted very quickly. Um, I, w- I would say, in some ways, my childhood is perhaps not a very typical Asian immigrant type story. Um mostly because my parents never really pressured me academically. Um, in in some ways I joke, I was like their expectations were so low <laughs> that I actually had a lot of fun growing up. Um, <laughs> and and for them I think it was just, you know, they they were, and I'm very, very grateful for this, they were just very encouraging of um allowing me to pursue whatever it is that I found interesting.
0: Mm, that's great so when you were in you know business school and you're in finance because some of the people that are listening to this podcast you know they have professional jobs and it's Mm -hmm. not bad you know but it's like not what they ultimately want to do so Mm -hmm. what were some um I guess signs that you realized oh you know maybe business or finance is not for me I should go somewhere else
1: I think a lot of it is just you have to take an honest assessment of where you wanna see yourself long-term to to the point of maybe even like extrapolating to like your end of life, right? Like if if you were like 80 or 90 years old and on your deathbed and looking back, um, what would would you be okay with having done with what you are currently doing like your whole life? Or would you feel like you've really missed out on something? Um, And I think for me, because, so I spent two years in investment banking, uh, and, and in some ways, you know, that's, that's really kind of going really like jumping into the deep end in terms of like, you know, an intense like, uh, work life. Right. And, and I think that really forced me to, to really think about, you know, is this where I see myself, uh, long-term and for me, I think it there was like kind of this gut instinct of like, like it was just not the right fit. Um, And I think once you come to that realization, everything else kind of, you know, becomes easier, kind of falls into place. Um, That being said, you know, know, I was like 24 and only really had myself to be responsible for. So um, there's obviously other considerations that, you know, if someone is married and has a family and, you know, uh, comes with a whole host of other things to think about.
0: So were you ever, like, worried that, you know, if you quit the job, what would you do? Um, I, know, I, I know you probably thought about art, but did you ever worry about, oh, how am I going to, you know, support myself? Um, what were some of the thoughts that were
1: going through your mind at that time? Sure. Um, I, so the first thing I did was actually I transitioned into doing wedding photography. And part of the reason for that was because I knew – As an art form, um, it is something that is relatively easy in terms of making at least somewhat of a living, right? I'm not jumping into the um, like, let me sit on the side of the road and like try to sell my paintings. (laughs) Uh, So, so that made the transition a little bit easier. Um, The other thing I would just say is like for anyone who is interested into you know kind of going off and doing your own thing, if money is a concern, then you really need to take an honest look at you know what your spending habits are you know, where your savings are and, you know, what kind of a cash runway you give yourself, you know, in terms of like experimenting, because um, it, it's, it's very hard, I think, to really dive into something kind of with your heart and soul, if you're also really concerned about whether or not you'll be able to pay your bills the next month, right? Yeah. Totally. Um, so, so there is that kind of, you know, uh, do your thing, but also be pragmatic and responsible about how you go about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And what has it been like now that you know you're doing photography? You're also illustrating. Like, how is your day different um, from when you were an investment banker?
1: I mean, for the most part now, I get to control my schedule, which is fantastic. <laughs> and um, you know, I yes, I'm still beholden to you know client schedules and certain deadlines, but um for the most part I get to make my own hours and I can work when I feel most inspired or um most energetic and if I need to take a break I take a break and it's just you know it's, it's definitely a, a much more preferable lifestyle <laughs> yeah definitely and um
0: for you know your comic like how do you Well, I guess there's definitely new ideas from, from the source that you have, but, you know, how do you come up with new ideas and what is your process of, you know, putting them into, into that form?
1: Sure. Um, that's actually the hardest part of the comic, uh, the actual painting and, you know, putting onto Instagram is, is very simple, but, um, I have, so since, uh, inauguration, I have. Uh, become a huge fan of all the late night comedians, uh, so like oh, Colbert, yeah. Seth Meyers, Trevor Noah, um, love them all. And I, I just I spend maybe like uh, half an hour to forty five minutes just every morning catching up to the, you know what they're talking about. So you know it's funny that you made the comment earlier of you know you get the news from like Trumpy Cat, and yeah. I, I think there, there's a certain because um, because I, I get the news from you know those guys. Um, I, I think there is a certain kind of feeling of, like, news news is actually somewhat hard to um, digest in some ways. Um, and, and in some ways, it's like the, the comics are, like, the, the new newscasters or, right, mm-hmm. the, the new reporters. Right. Um, and, and their jokes are just, they're, you know, they're very smart, they're funny, and I think, you know, they, they give a very fair assessment of what's actually going on. I'm really glad that you said
0: that because I feel less guilty now. I get my news from SNL and and your comic, um, and I really think it's a golden age for so many comedians because seriously, this there's so much
1: content. Yeah, like like
0: whatever you're you know exactly yeah when uh, no matter if you you know agree or disagree, this uh, administration is quite uh, entertaining. Um, so, in terms of. Um, creating um your content and then you know having a community of people behind you mm-hmm. um you said in the beginning you didn't ex- it was just like a funny haha thing with your friends like yeah. what has been the response from your uh, to your comic what were some of like the things that people have have said um about this that maybe surprised you or touched you or like what what was the response been like uh
1: i think most of the responses i've received um are just people who are um happy to have this kind of like a humorous outlet you know like um once a day or once every two days and and i think you know humor really is one of those things that um kind of one i think you know it, it builds morale right um the other thing is it takes the edge off uh like when we think about when we seriously think about what is going on in political society uh right now it's it's horrifying. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know how else to put it. And, and instead of, you know, either ignoring it, which I think is, you know, not appropriate, um, how do you stay informed, but not become like, you know, so demoralized and paralyzed by what's going on? Um, and I think, you know, being able to laugh at what's going on definitely helps.
0: Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And your comic provides a lot of laughter for sure. So have you had anybody like, because I get a lot of YouTube comments and I get a mm-hmm. lot of and given the nature of like what we just talk about, it's just inevitable. Have you gotten any haters?
1: Um, yes, but not to any extreme degree. Um, I actually know that I have quite a few Trump supporters that follow Trumpy Cat and and what's really eye-opening about that, or maybe it shouldn't be very eye-opening, is that you do have a lot of people who support him for, for whatever reason, um, but are not so extreme as to support a lot of his, um, I guess, more abhorrent behaviors, right? So, you know, they might be very conservative, um, kind of staunch Republicans, um, but are are still... I think reasonable to a certain extent that they they can recognize his uh, short shortcomings and can laugh about it. So I do get some of those uh, followers and they'll comment. And I, I actually, you know, really appreciate that. Um, and then you have every once in a while <laughs> uh, people who will say something obnoxious. And then for me, it's, it's kind of like, you know, depending on what the comment is like, you know, I'll either just delete it because it's, you know, my account yeah. um, or I have um, other uh followers who will come and then they'll get into their their whole debate and i just kind of let that go so um but nothing too extreme and i think part of the reason is that um and i have heard this from um some friends and um also followers i don't know is that what's i guess unique i guess um is it's not like the, the humor is not disgusting right the, the humor yeah. is not um whereas a lot of what you see out there um, from really both sides right um can, can be quite extreme and like maybe a little bit hard to stomach um and i think because it is a little bit more playful um you don't really uh, get the kind of uh maybe comments or like the trolls that you mentioned um, saying anything too awful. Hmm.
0: That's great. And I was just curious, like what sort of dialogue happens in the comment section? Like any,
1: anything that you can... <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a lot of... Uh, I had a, I have a couple of people who comment regularly who get very much into characters. So they'll take uh, whatever the the comic I put out and then, you know, we'll kind of just talk about it in terms of like, you know, cats are like this and cats do that. <laughs> so, like, things like that. And it's, it's just like, uh yeah, it, it's it's very whimsical.
0: <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, of all things, I cats, but it, it makes sense. You know, cats do rule the internet. I think you pick the best animal out of out of
1: all. <laughs> Although of I these. have offended a few people who thinks that cats do not deserve this, and I you know, <laughs> don't entirely disagree with them. But <laughs> that's <laughs>
0: so funny. So, do you ever reference like other, like. I guess um, cartooners or illustrators who take on the same thing, or do you just like not look at them? Like, do you, um, you know what I mean? Like, people who for have the same. Most, for
1: the most part, I try to, I mean, I, I can't really say the content is completely original because, right, I'm one, I'm taking inspiration from what is happening in real life. And I'm also taking inspiration that's kind of, you know, been translated into comic from um, other comedians. But um, I mean, there are quite a few uh, illustrators um, on the internet or on Instagram and we follow each other. And I think it's just, it's more there for, I guess, mutual support. Mm -hmm. Um, But not, not so much. I feel like people are pretty good about, you know, sticking kind of to their, to their own style and approach. Right.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So what hap- has been your most favorite um,
1: comic to illustrate thus far? Uh, I did one of, so uh, Trump had made a comment referring to Elizabeth Warren as Pocahontas pretty recently. I think it, made, maybe it yeah. was maybe uh, yeah. a So I, d- I did one of um, Pocahontas like holding up <laughs> a Cat as, as if she is like, you know, just hunting him <laughs> down and um, that, that one, I don't know, I guess it hit a nerve or something cause <laughs> it got more likes than anything else I've ever posted.
0: Wow. I love that. That's great. So, um, do you have any other projects, you know, creative wise? I did see like, uh, mugs that you can get. So, you know, yes, uh, there are mugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is awesome. Like, um, what other projects, um, uh, do you have going on?
1: Um, so, so Trumpy cat is not my main thing. It, is, uh, it really is just a side project that I do for fun. Um, most most of what I do, so I'm a freelance photographer, and I, as I mentioned before, um, I started uh, with a focus on wedding photography, um, and since then have branched out to doing um, events, family photography, and then this year uh, have actually been focusing on, um, helping people with their dating profiles. Um, yeah, so, so people who need, you know, better photos for like Bumble or Tinder, um, will come to me and then, you know, we'll do a little mini photo shoot for them. So that, that is, um, I guess from a business standpoint, that is like the main focus right now.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. So I do want to talk about dating pictures because I think they're very important. So as a photographer, what do you think makes really good profile pictures versus like really terrible ones
1: sure um so i I don't know if you're on the dating apps or how familiar you are with them um but a, a mistake that i see a lot of people making is um they'll post photos that um where they're wearing sunglasses you know and Or or they'll be uh, in a group of people, you don't know who they are, or the photo is blurry, or or the light is bad. Um, And it's just like all these kind of very simple mistakes that, you know, if you bring in um, any photographer worth their salt, you know, can correct for. Um, And and so basically, that's what I do, right? I tell my clients, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you need to think about your profile as... Really, like you know, your your profile pictures are you making a first impression, and how do you make a first impression in real life, right? It's like you make eye contact, so no sunglasses. <laughs> um, you smile um, to show that you're friendly and approachable. Um, so you know, we try to essentially replicate those kind of things, um, but in photo form. So um, I would say my probably well, at least the feedback that I've gotten back, um, the most. Uh, surprising even for me. One of my clients said that he essentially went from um, not really matching with anyone and not having any dates to after swapping in the new photos, going on nine dates in two weeks. What? That's amazing. <laughs> so so it's very encouraging to hear something like that. I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm doing something good for people out there.
0: Yeah, that's like life-changing. Wow, mm-hmm. nine dates in two weeks. That's, that's like going on a it's date every aggressive. day. <laughs> yeah, that is. Seriously so interesting wow i love that you know just just the image just you know Mm -hmm. can totally change somebody's like trajectory so um this is just like just out of curiosity do more men come to you than women for the photos or do you find it's you know kind of even or
1: other ways so so that's interesting because um from so clients that come directly to me through my website um are have been, with like one exception, have all been men. Um, but I think that's just more of a reflection of maybe like gender ratio in the Bay Area. Mm, um, but I also, I also work with local matchmakers, and I would say the, the gender distribution there is a little bit more balanced.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. And you know, true to form you in San Francisco Bay Area, you know, one time somebody was like, Oh, you're, you're, you're a Bay Area person who has a startup, huh? That's so typical. And like, you also have a, you know, dating startup as well. Um, can you share with us more on
1: that? So, so the dating startup that I, I'm working at, it's called gets at date.co. Um, right now we are just focused on the photography piece. Um, so I'm working with um, a friend of mine who I, I met like 10 years ago. Um, while working in finance and our our hope is eventually to grow it to sort of like a turnkey operation where you know we become like a one-stop shop where you get like um, help with your photos help with styling coaching so on and so forth
0: wow that's going to be totally transformative as well hopefully (laughs) yeah yeah so just curious like what inspires you um day to day
1: That's that's like a hard question to answer. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, I think for me, a large part is just um, being able to have some kind of an impact, right, uh, regardless of scale. So whether that is through doing Trumpy Cat and, you know, giving people something to laugh at, even if it's just like a little bit of delight that brings to their day. Um, Or, you know, with um, the photography that I do, if it just, you know, helps people, whether it's with their dating or helps people, you know, record really like special memories. um, Like I I find all of that very rewarding and it, it definitely gives me motivation to keep going with it.
0: Mm. that's awesome so I love that and um, for the listeners who are you know focused on being immigrant CEOs I mean you are you know an immigrant CEO you came young and then you started Mm -hmm. your own company what sort of advice would you give to people who are like you know going through like um, transitional time in their lives and wanting to start a project or business I feel like it's the same sort of thing you know starting something new Um, what kind of advice would you give to them
1: um I would say just start just, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, just start doing it. Don't psych yourself out too much. Don't get too precious with what you're doing, waiting for the perfect moment or waiting for, you know, when all the pieces are in place, just um, I I think you, you kind of just whatever idea it is that you're testing out, you just have to go for it and, you know, expect things to probably not go the way you expect it to go Um, and, and be able to adapt accordingly and just, you know, enjoy the process.
0: That's great advice. So let's do like a more fun hypothetical question. So let's say you are, I guess not our Trumpy cat, but like, you know, if you were the president and you could Uh you know, make any changes, what kind of changes uh, would you make?
1: Oh my gosh. Like reverse everything he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, there's very few (laughs) policies that he's put out that I agree with. So um it it really it's just we're we're in very unfortunate times Um, but let's just tackle um, one yeah um now, now i'm forgetting who who said this but you know the president of the country right um leadership at that level should ultimately be a moral compass for the country and i think first and foremost if we were to change who sits in the white house um, I, I, I think what this country really needs right now is for someone to be that moral compass. Mm.
0: That is very deep. So let's narrow it down just a little bit, because I do want to see like your work, because I, I know you deal with this all day, right? So let's say immigration, if you're going to like change any policy there, uh, or maybe you just let us say, like
1: what, what would you change? Sorry, you, you cut up just oh, a little can you, bit. Okay, <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah yeah I can hear okay. you it was just the the yeah uh, so
0: yeah. if it was just immigration policy uh-huh. that you could change uh or you know keep it as is what would you change
1: um i mean i i would want things to go back to or go back towards the direction of you know what it was under the obama administration right where um we were working towards uh, a more open accept i mean at the end of the day, you know, America is a country built upon um immigrants, right and it it really is just like, you know how far back you know when did you come? That's really the difference. you know we all came from other places um and what's you know I, I travel a lot, and every time I come back to the country, um it, it always like it, it strikes me it's it's like um i you know I was born in a different country and and I feel so much love and ownership for the U S you know, like I feel really proud to be an American and I I truly wonder if there's any other country in the world where you can have people who have a completely different cultural, um, national background, um, be able to say that for like an adopted country. Right. Mm, And, and I think, you know, kind of to see the, the, you know, the travel bans and like the immigration policy under Trump, um, it's very it's very disappointing and you, you know i i think we should go back to like a more um just you know a more open welcoming country it's you know it's like the um the palm on the statue of liberty right like give give us your um i'm going to forget the wording right? um your like what Richard, have to do okay, report, exactly.
0: whatever. No, like, <laughs> the, yeah,
1: it's like
0: yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, have you seen uh, Michael Che on Weekend Update saying how like um, like now America wants like you know uh, tall, good looking, you know, making six figures. Wow, you know, America, you got really bougie. Um, just <laughs> that that clip kind of reminded me of that. So mm-hmm. on a separate note, when you're talking about Obama, I was wondering, would you be open to creating like a different characters in? Trumpy Cat and inviting different um, other other characters into <laughs> into the mix. I
1: mean, I have I have brought in other characters. Um, I did do an Obama Cat. Um, oh, you did! Of- oh my God! I did. I, I it was his birthday. Before the Pocahontas one, it was really? the most popular
0: one. <laughs> oh my God! I do want to. Like, I'm gonna look at it right now. Um, but,
1: but the thing is, like, you know, none of these other characters generate quite the kind of content that Trump does. So. Oh, okay. Wait, is it Michael Flynn?
0: Oh, sorry. I think Oh no! This this was from a while back. This was from during the Oh, okay. So, yeah. everyone I just want people to like <laughs> see your <laughs> art because it's so cool. So, uh how can we, you know, follow you? Um how can we find Trumpy Cat and how can we uh, c- uh continue the conversation with you? Sure. Um so it's President Trumpy Cat at um on Instagram. I'm going to put a a link. Yeah, I will put a link. But if you can say it, that'd be great for the podcast listeners.
1: Sure. Um, Yep. So Instagram is where everything uh, gets updated. And you can find me on Instagram at amyxbow. Yep. And then if you're in the Bay Area and looking for um, dating profile photos, um, you can find me at www.getsatdate.co. Awesome. Cool.
0: So is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know that you didn't get a chance to talk about?
1: Uh, I think we covered our bases.
0: Awesome. So this has
1: been one of the most
0: fun interviews I've had. You know, we're going (laughs) to talk about, you know, cartoons, politics, you know, dating apps. So fun. So thank you so much, Amy, for being on this podcast and hope to have you on many shows to come. Oh, it's my pleasure. It was great talking to you. You too.